All right, welcome everybody to this week's episode of Convict Call-In, the live podcasted show where you can call in and join us in our Discord, rather, and uh, speak about whatever it is that you want to talk about in the containment fiction world. I'm your host, Lack of Lepers. I want to thank everyone who is here today. We have Mr. James Bond. Thank you, sir. We have Pixelated Harmony. Thank you for joining us. And also that owl dude. Cool. All right, so it's nice to get together again. Um, a lot's obviously been going on. A lot always does. And uh, it's just nice to see everyone, to have a chance to speak about uh, containment fiction and what the heck uh, is, is going on here. I did, what the uh, heck? What the heck is going on? Uh, so just for anyone who's listening to this ex post facto, uh, we do have a live call-in number. If you are not in the Discord and would like to interact, that number is 316-444-3115. And we're live from 12 Eastern Standard Time uh, for about an hour. And uh, basically, we talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. I have prepared topics just in case so that there's no um, just stagnation in the discussion. But if there's something that you would like to throw out, mention, uh, we would be more than happy to chew on it. And I've been promised today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that we might be getting a story about an opossum. Opossum? Seven. Seven possums. Seven possums. Seven baby possum. Wow. And one dead adult possum. But Oh, that's not that's not important you've already set the stage in the way that containment procedures might and uh i'm (laughs) I'm very hooked so let's go ahead and start with the bang and um at the risk of making the remainder of the show upstaged by comparison let's start with a a story from harmony all right so i've got a friend who lives down the street for me let's call him jimmy and jimmy called me yesterday and said hey harmony what do i do if there's a, a dead raccoon on my lawn with, with a dead, sorry, a dead possum on my lawn with all of her babies crawling out of her pouch. And I said, what? And he said, that's what's happening to me right now. There's a dead raccoon on my swale and all her babies are crawling around. And I'm like, uh, well, maybe we should call animal control. And he's like, I'm going to go pick them up. And I know this man. And I know that when he says he's going to go pick them up, he means he's not going to put on gloves or get a box. He's literally going to go outside and like pick them up with his hands and bring them into his house. So I tell him, uh, stay inside and I'll be right there. So I head over there with some gloves and a box, and I find, as he described, a dead mama possum looked like it hit by a car, and all of her babies were crawling out of her pouch and wandering. Most of them were still, poor things, were by her body, and one of them was crawling around. It chased me until I put the box on the ground, and it crawled right into the box, and then we picked up all the other ones. Oof. I just realized I was telling it in my... my my fingers slipped off of this. I don't know where it, where it left off. Uh, well, the... Uh, did I even... Did I even did yes, one of the baby possums had just... It, it sounded like it thought you were its mother and then ran into the box that you put on the ground. Yes, it, it chased me. I imprinted on it. It ran into the box. And then we picked up all the other ones. And we took them to a, a rescue rehabilitation center where they will be taken care of and re-released into the wild once they can fend for themselves. Oh, what a great ending to the story! Because it was a little, uh, it's a little disturbing there at times. I thought it. Might it's a little. There's a little. There's a little bit of tragedy. It's a good. That's how you know it's a good story. It's got a little bit of. A little bit of. It's like yay, cute possums. Oh no! By the way, these baby possums, even with their dead mom right there, were the cutest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Wonder what happened to the mother. Definitely got hit by a car. Oh. Whoa! So the mother got hit by the car, but. Then, then all her, all her babies in her pouch. She was like a, she was like a big meat, meaty airbag. Oof. So I guess, I guess the car kind of pushed the babies out. I don't know. Wow. Well, they were still inside of her, her pouch. Oh. My, my friend Jimmy, when he first saw them, he, he said it looked like something out of Alien. Oof. I said, gross. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, um. You know, the good thing about uh, being an author is that uh, nothing truly is unrelated to containment fiction, and everything is potential article fodder. So, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, wow, that could that could certainly be something and taken somewhere. I was in a um, I was in a nursery the other day, and I saw a plant that I have to research. But basically, it appears as though around the perimeter of the plant, which is a hanging plant, some of the vines are identical to tarantula legs, and so. Um, that's my config bait for the week. Ooh, I love it. 
Is it one? Of, is it was it? When you said saying it was it one of those plants that has like the the thing where it catches? It's like a catcher plant where it catches bugs inside of itself. No, uh, that would have been cooler. Um, but these things these things look like they have tarantulas hanging off them. So uh, I'm sure there's at least one decent config article in that plant. Oh, absolutely. Lepers, it sounds like you're outside. You might want to go put on push and talk because you're you're coming through over the background noise. But when you're not talking, I can hear traffic and stuff and wind in your background. That is odd. Uh, I am inside. Let's see. Well, I hear. I, I definitely hear wind and traffic from somewhere. I might be breathing into the microphone. No, it's not. It's not like a. It's definitely like a. Like it sounds like cars and traffic and movement. Like, see, you hear that? Yeah, I can hear it when you speak too. Actually, hold on. Let me see. I am not sure what that is. Um, no, I fucking figured it. I forgot I had a fucking live stream of, of Kiev going on on my <laughs> desktop. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, that solves that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And by the way, wow. Um, you know, it, it's just nice to. It's nice just to talk about containment fiction for a little bit because the yeah. world is just a crazy place. Yeah. Pretty pretty scary world out there. Pretty scary. Pretty fucked up. Yeah. And more than happy to speak about things. We do try to keep it uh, a little bit. Um, yeah. We're not a we're not a current affairs podcast yeah, here. Yeah. Exactly. A unless it has something to do with uh, the actual space, which is a great. We're going to relate it to containment fiction if we want to keep down this road. The Ukrainian branch did suspend their operations for, you know, the duration of the war. Yeah, that is really, uh, really something. Um, I don't know how much individuals kind of have seen. Kind wild, unprecedented. Yeah, well, there's some real, real damage being done over there. I, I saw some videos. Um, but yeah, best wishes to that branch. Um, I, I wonder how the Russian branch is doing. I hope they're not canceled, you know. I don't think they are, but... Hopefully not those poor guys. They've already suffered enough. Yes. Um, and then actually on that note, um, a little bit of uh, Venn diagram overlap there with containment fiction. There was an article that someone attempted to post to the SCP wiki that was, it was a J um, and it was about uh, basically a bear that was fused to a tank. And it was a very thinly disguised metaphor for, for the political situation happening. And, uh, Thank God, uh, just a um, just a uh, hallelujah moment to uh, to the state of the moment that that did not survive at SCP. Oh, good taste is still alive somehow. Yes, and I'll say this about SCP, and I know this because I, I do I do research on this all the time, in a sense, and that's that most of the articles that are deleted on SCP are worthy of deletion. I would say they get it right probably ninety. Eight percent of the time. 80, 80, 90 percent of the time, I'd say. I'd say there's definitely a strong ten percent where they, they they absolutely goof up on it. But yep. And um, that's why I, I look to swoop those up just in case. Current has served as well. Yes, and we will continue. Um, current events. So let's just kind of catch up on a few things that are that are uh, going on in this space, um, just as they happen. Obviously, these things will be covered in recaps, and in that sense, we could just wait. Uh, but we won't. We'll just kind of keep up with the times here. So let's uh, zoom through a few things uh, on the screen here from 05, uh, just in chronological order, and talk about uh, what we what we can say about some of these things that have been happening. So this is, uh, what is the date? About a month ago, uh, we had an attempted de-arc of SCP-13, um, which I don't know a whole lot about, to be honest with you. Um, don't know if I've read that. Has anyone else? I've read it. I don't remember. I couldn't tell you a single thing about it, but I know that I have read it because I read all of the arcs. Yeah, I think I read it at one point. I just cannot remember for the life of me what it's about. Let's see. But in any in any case, um, there was an attempt that was going to de-arc this, and it looked as though it had some steam in the first votes. Um, but I think someone, I think it was AIS Mallard. Was, was it Moose or Mallard? It was Mallard. I think Moose um, Moose piggybacked. But I think chronologically, the first one to really uh, argue against it, yeah, here it is, was AIS Mallard. And we see a lot of individuals changing their vote as a result of this. You, you love to see the, the, the you can see the tide change in real time sometimes in 05 like oh. that. You love to see it. It's like watching a sports game. You know, you know how that is, Harmony. It's like watching, uh, you know, this, this initial out of the gate momentum that somehow is just totally overcame. When the goalie makes the save on the breakaway. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and um, so that's kind of what happened. This is, it's almost like a spectator sport. That's really what, you know, what I'm in this for. You know, I, I like this from a philosophical standpoint, but, you know, it's just as basal and dumb as, as uh, cheering for a football team, too, when you see things like this happen. And this was just a tremendous... Uh, oh, it's the gay bomb. Oh, it's the... No, is it the gay bomb? Let me see. That's what, that's what, I look in the first paragraph there. Um, let's see. I'm at the. It's on the screen now. No, it's not. The, it's not the no, gay bomb. It's yeah, the. Da, 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 oh, it's the. It's the one. It's the one who takes your sins away. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, the suffer of the world's sins, or whatever it's called. Yeah, it's the spherical object that has some sort of personality, and the containment procedures are pretty interesting in that you have to sort of be polite to it, uh, I think, uh, or appease it in some fashion. They don't write them like that no more. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. It's like half the article. God bless them. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. They're pretty. It's pretty evenly balanced here. So. Um, but you know, once again, that's, that's really the point of this is that there was an unarchival request. And if you look at it, you know, it's basically, um, this, this individual who posits it says things like, you know, um, I'm all for keeping articles I'm quoting here. I'm all for keeping articles with major significance on site, but this article has roughly had as much impact on the cultural history of the SCP wiki as the $5 I forgot in an old pair of jeans, uh, have had on their trajectory of my life. And while I, I Ooh, boy, they think they're clever, don't they? they? They do, and I appreciate the analogy. That's a very. I'm probably going to steal that one. I like that quite a lot. <laughs> but um, I mean, if you really are swayed by this, I mean, that's going to apply to 95% of the articles on the site. You know, it's not really the effect of the article is not the cultural penetrance that it gets. Uh, I think that that's a confusion that results from really the sort of Hollywood-esque celebrity mentality that's dominant at SCP. In a sense, it's sort of trickling in here, but that's not a good reason to get rid of an article. I mean, um, actually, if we look at the description here, we see that this article actually suffered a downvote brigade, uh, brigade, excuse me, that was really enacted by the staff at the time, uh, back in the day, and it's never really recovered. So, um, is this the first protected article? I don't know. Um, I do know that it was... I mean, that's kind of the same motivation, right? As 2721 for being protected. It's like, it was, it was down it, but it's not fair, so we're going to archive it. So that's what they did before they would... Uh, before protected. This is a really the precipice of an incredibly steep conversation about the philosophical difference between arcing and protecting. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that's really what an arc is. I mean, and if you look at the discussion, people... There, there's there's redeeming qualities to this article. Um, you know, it certainly doesn't match the current day standards uh, of what I think people want to see. But there, are, you know, some very interesting things about this enough to where it was juggled for a long time and it's arced. And even as we see um, the arc, actually, the removal of the arc fails. And so uh, ultimately, the article is going to stay up. I don't think this is the first time an arc vote has failed. I know they keep changing how they do arc votes, so it's hard to have a consistent like what's the first, what isn't, what is the actual policy. Yeah, arcs have been something we've kind of kept our finger on the pulse of throughout the recaps, is be because it keeps coming up. Um, at some point last year, I think late last year, they made the decision that no more articles will be arced because the arc itself was in need of arcing. It was sort of an outdated practice. Um, that really operated on, you know, uh, fiat or slightly uh, collective fiat. And so it was um, to be done away with. And that's since then we've seen arcs. Uh, they've been they've been really of admin pages, you know, things, uh, previous teams that have dissolved, um, stuff like that. But um, but yeah, so this is an interesting thing, because when they first came up with the idea of de-arcing, um, that was the gay bomb, um, and there was this wonder at the time if that was going to be applied to really any other arcs, or if it was just sort of a unique situation. Um, and th those of us who knew that this would be sort of an ongoing court press um, maybe weren't surprised to see the suggestion of 13, arc, um, 13 arcs removal. But it does fail, and... Um, it's just a really interesting thread for anyone who, who treats this like a spectator sport. It's it's a great narrative in there. Um, and uh, There's conflict, there's tension, there's back and forth. There's great points. I mean, I, I look, I love it when the SCP wiki staff makes really good Wax points. Poetic. I mean, yeah, when they are on, 
you know, no one really knows this better than they do. I mean, because I, I know it, Harmony knows it, but they're still living it. They do have sort of an experiential edge, I think. Uh, and so when they when they get aligned, you know, with like, philosophically aligned with, you know, the things that I think I champion and that we champion, uh, it's just no one cheerleads them more than I do. And reading something like what AIS Mallard wrote here is just very encouraging. It's very uplifting to read. And the bottom line that come to, came down to was that uh, there basically was no good reason to remove it. I mean, um, you know, it's almost as though the default was being argued. Uh, is our default just to get rid of things for the sake of getting rid of them, or do we need a good reason to? And the latter of those won in this uh, debate. Jane Bond says, speaking of ARCT articles, I have an archived page of an old original SCP-003, uh, and there's a TH after the designation. Um, it's Thai, Thailand. Oh, wow. So how old is this, I wonder? <laughs> Let's I see. Take, yeah, I'll take a look at that. My um, computer tends to be a little slow when I'm doing this. But this is interesting. Looks like, like I see. I see early says 2014. Wow. Well, cool. Yeah, I, I don't read other branches enough. That's for sure. All right. Uh, just catching up. We'll, we'll bounce to the next topic here. So this was something that was talked about a little bit last time, but it's uh, in early February, and this is Rounder House uh, proposing that the multiple casual chats and staff chat be consolidated into just one channel. And last time I had a lot to say about uh, just the mentality that would have excused and allowed, you know, a plethora of, of casual stat chaps to exist, and, you know, in, in a way that makes makes people n not like their peers in the sense that they've removed themselves, separated themselves from. When you, when you have a vertical hierarchy like that, people resent each other. Yes, it's almost it's, um, it's basically to say, well, we can casual chat, but not with the plebs. So, I mean, because what's the difference between the casual chat and staff and the casual chat and just the SCP wiki? Well, it's just um, non-peer status. That's that's really it. And Roundry House, once again, just to continue my cheerleading when people do get it right, has a few paragraphs in here that are excellent. Um, I'll, I'll just read this one quote because it's, it's one statement. Hierarchical causal chats create a click culture where everyone wants to be in the club. And the clubs are gated in part by promotions and in part by some accidental social engineering. When I see him post like that, I have to wonder, does the yurt still, I wonder if the yurt even still exists? Because it seems like Cactus and Rounder House have had a major attitude change. And I'm sure if, if the yurt still exists, I don't think it can't, if, if they're sincere, it can't exist in the same form it used to be. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I, I do think that, you know, Cactus, we've seen a pretty stark philosophical bend, bend in. He's really changed a lot of the ways. That I changed their minds, even if they won't admit it. Yeah, they won't admit it. But, I mean, even this, for example, this is something we talked about last time, how it's really not a refutation of the root problem in that someone like Rounder House, who is already uh, highly capitalized in the social click uh, sort of environment, the click culture that he's trying to talk about, uh, only someone of his clout is able to say this and it be taken seriously. There's almost a minimum threshold of capital that someone has to have, it seems, before someone uh, can allow, give almost permission to their peers to be honest with themselves over something like this. And so, um, you know, I think that the yurt probably still deals in that because they, they do have really a social arsenal, you know, uh, capacity certainly, um, to, to do stuff like this and to enact it. Uh, for example, uh, Harmony, you just said, basically, uh, someone like Cactus's recent philosophical road to Damascus, uh, this statement from Rounder House, these are all things that other people have said for years uh, and that are truly just recycled words. I mean, they're really well done words, they're eloquent, but they're, they're other people's words. The ideas have an ideological strain that goes back much longer. He, did, it's not, he, didn't, he didn't start the fire. No, but we do have to be thankful that it got to 05. And it, once again, just the bottom line is that it's a good thing that they're doing something like this. I mean, they, you, you can see that it's that it's um, kind of a two-step. Uh, the whole thing really doesn't go far enough. Um, you know, like once again, someone who isn't of the stature of Rounder House is not going to be able to even posit this without being laughed out of town. 
but uh, you know they're they're not getting rid of the casual chats. They're just consolidating it into one. I think that I think that we're seeing the emergence of a new triumvirate here. Do go on. Well, the original triumvirate was. Uh, well, if we look back at oh, compare, I, it's a, it's the original original triumvirate is a Roman idea, just so that I'm not uh, being so, you know, throwing things at people if they, if they might know. The triumvirate for Roman times was uh, Caesar Augustus, Lenin's Octavian, and his buddy Mark Antony, and Lepidus, a third guy. And in SC, on the SCP wiki, the triumvirate was the deadly moose, Troyel, and their their Lepidus was a rotating cast of either it was Drew Bear or Man or whoever happened to be the third strongest both the time. There was never a consistent third, but that was I called them the triumvirate when they were in charge and they you know, when you see when you when you look back at all the things that Troy did that Moose did, all the staff that they trained and raised up, they were you know, there were there was the big two and then a, a, a third place who was also influential who would work with they would who they would pick to work with depending on what they were doing. So I think that we're seeing here Rounderhouse, Moose and Mallard Mm, yes. are definitely a, a strong contender for a triumph or a big three. And something that I like about this cast is that the Deadly Moose and Rounder House, if anyone's been paying attention to the recaps, really butt heads most of the time, which I think is so necessary. Which is great. Yeah, it's absolutely needed. So, I mean, you know, all in all, you know, the things that we're seeing from 05, uh, you know, I'm not so... Um, uh, callous and you know maybe I should write an article for the magazine about this yeah the big three yeah, yeah talk about it like I'm talking about Yalta yeah that's a great idea I, I love I love the insights like that uh, especially when you can give it kind of a mythos you know like this but you certainly rounder house you know he's someone who I uh, really like to see active on the staff because um, you know whether it's whether it's recycling old ideas and presenting them as new ones um, you know, or coming up with things himself, which he does as well. Uh, you know, he does things that other people aren't willing to do. And one thing that I'll give a good example of that we may get to today, looking at the January 2022 recaps, is that Rounderhouse almost single-handedly, he's almost the only individual, at least on the staff, uh, and, I'm, and maybe even the wiki base, the user base itself, who is interested in still holding the staff accountable for the things that were discussed in the town halls. Uh, anyone who's familiar with that, and I've written a lot of, uh, about that on my blog, just for reference, uh, knows that there was a tremendous amount of promises and uh, attitude changes that were attempted to be implemented during that time that really have fallen flat. Most of those promises have not been held up. And Rounder House is... It's Tsar Nicholas and the Duma from the Revolution of 1905. They waited for the... Everyone didn't come at them at once, so they could wait and fend off one by one, and then eventually wait till things cooled down and they could drop the whole thing. And that's exactly what they did. That is exactly what has happened. And Rounder House knows it. I mean, everybody knows it. Um, and we'll see this again and again. It happens also... Uh, there's a second episode of this occurring in tandem with the uh, failed promises of the town hall, and that is the ongoing failure to have any sort of disciplinary uh, movement whatsoever for uh, Dexanote and Dr. Mann. This is something that is just continuously kicked down the road. Uh, we'll get into that if we get into the January today, but um, Rounder House, really, the reason for my stating this is that he's the only one who has seemingly uh, a, you know, an adequate amount of long-term memory whereby uh, he can go back and reference it um, and utilize it to uh, continuously hold these individuals accountable for the things that they say that they will do. Good. So that's always fun. Um, another thing, there's a 404 page rewrite. I don't really know why I brought this up. I don't think it's very interesting. Um, maybe I just thought it was something to mention. They're going to rewrite. I, I, I remember back in the day when Alana made the first 404 page. I, I, I remember back back in my day, back in my day when I joined the SCP Wiki, we didn't have none of those fancy 404 pages. We had to look and it said, "This page doesn't exist. Would you like to create it, young lady?" You know, um, Backrooms has a nice one. They, uh, I think, they kind of modified theirs to have references to their greenlighting process, which I think is what they're kind of talking about here. I guess. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't read this very very closely. Um, yeah, but I don't think it's really changed since uh, Alania's, has it? No, a lot of things. She set up a lot of the backbone of Sigma Nine. That still, if you if you look, even with all the crap they've stacked on top of it, it's still the the, the foundations of the foundation. And that actually is a perfect segue into this next topic. 
there's a discussion going on here about the body font and the header font change. And they mentioned Sigma 9 by name. Uh, for those who don't know, Sigma 9 is the default CSS theme that really the foundation, the SCP Wiki, has been identified by for, oh God, I mean, I don't know, a decade, more? Since 2012. 2012, thank you. Uh, but anyway, so this discussion is... It used uh, to be, this website used to be fugly. Yeah, and you can still see it in the in the way back. <clears throat> uh, but this, uh, this topic was a discussion about changing the default body font, which of course is Verdana, and that's really what the uh, Config Magazine uses. If anyone is curious, just as a shout out, um, sort of a tip of the hat, tip of the fedora, if you will. But um, anyway, so they're attempting to change the, the basic font of the site and a couple of the things like the headers. And I stopped looking at this because obviously this is, you know, we see the sort of good critical thinking skills stop something like the SCP-13 arc where basically finally someone just raises the question as to is there a good reason to do this aside from just for its own sake and then it seems as though that's not carried over to other things like this where essentially they want to change the font because they just do um, and so looking at the voting tally just uh, just to passing the eyes over it in general impression it looks as though this is going to pass um, so we can expect to see a font change at, at SCP. Uh, once again, Verdana uh, really is something that was default by Wikidot. A lot of the things about the SCP Wiki were just sort of adopted by default, um, such as the uh, creative... I'm pretty sure that Verdana was picked on purpose because it's a good font that for readability. Well, I agree. I think it's a great font, and I will be sad to see it go. I, don't, I hate to be that, that old guy who just doesn't want people to change anything, but um, I just don't see a great reason to do it. I think it's... It's a perfectly serviceable text, and it's just going to be weird. In fact, that's something what like um, the highlighter, the black highlighter, tried to do. That new SCP um, CSS that really has been pushed by uh, by the yurt, really. Um, you know, that's really one of the things that it tries to do. So it's just odd uh, to me that they want to go and do a parallel thing. Um, when they say it's been a long time, what do you even mean by that? Yeah. The inevitable, the inevitable avalanche of changing a font. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like basically these individuals have brainwashed themselves in certain times. It's worse than other times, but it's almost as though it, it just takes the slightest suggestion and, um, and you see this action potential rush through the population of, of staffers where um, it's, it's really a frictionless process almost. And uh, that's really why I was so happy to see that SCP-13 arc is because like a good game, uh, somebody, one person, you know, the MVP of the field stepped in and was just made an amazing play that completely inverted the narrative of the game. And something like this, this, uh, not to be like a critiquer of, of 05 discussions, but, you know, this is just a slog. I mean, it's just uh, a sad ideological trash fire to, to witness where things just get incendiarily burned uh, by some accelerant that somebody throws onto a trash heap and lights it and other people just sit around blowing it and throwing more onto the fire just just cuz I feel like also changing the fonts probably gonna have some knock-on effects I'm sure there's stuff that's dependent on Verdana or assumes it'll be Verdana so I look forward to them inevitably breaking a dozen things cuz they didn't fully think it through if it ain't broke don't fix it there's some wisdom in there uh, that owl dude who just left uh, sorry to see you go thanks for joining us uh, says um, this could be an interesting conversation piece and it looks like SCP Classic is being linked to and it says pre-mass edit SCP so let's take a look at this uh, I think this is known to us yeah <clears throat> so this page is a reproduction of what the SCP series list looked like just before the mass edit so it was nice to see that they uh, they archived this um, I guess just out of a respect, so that's nice. Oh god, I'm looking. I'm looking at the old, the original gender changer. It is so bad. Oof, that's the gay bomb. No, this, the gay bomb is separate. This is this is a completely other. Huh. Uh, messed up article. Moose rewrote it. It's a lot better now, but the original uh, gender switcher is just a rock that kind of changes your gender but it doesn't really it's not really written in a way that it makes sense what uh what number is that on this archive 
113. 113. I'll, I'll link it in the I'll link it in the right. in the chat here. Don't think I've read that one. Well, uh, I'm glad to hear that uh, the moose was the one who wrote, rewrote that. I think that's a good person. For Thank that fucking God. Yeah, good good individual for that. Let's take a look at this real quick. If if my computer will load. Dot dot dot. Okay. Well, I don't want to I don't want to make my computer uh, an impediment to the show. So uh, I'll look at that later. This is why I prepare links ahead of time sometimes. So this next topic was about the SCP-1000 Contest Hub. And this is great because something that I noticed in researching um, previous you know, K entries and, and K contest winners, uh, which is another magazine article that I hope to do at some point. I, I keep forgetting about it, but I'd like to, I'd like to look at who won the contest uh, and look at those individual articles and see how they shook out over time. Um, you know, see, see how things are doing. For example, the, the one that's fresh on my mind is that SCP-49999, um, you know, someone to watch over us by uh, Cadaver Commander, uh, I think I think finished like, I don't know, like seventh or maybe even in the teens in the actual contest, but but clearly is one of the most uh, influential and, and successful. Uh, even and if stay were, in power. Yeah, stay in power, penetrance, cultural penetrance. I mean, upvote if you want to go there too and, and use that as a gauge. Um, you know, it's really surpassed, I think, most of the other articles in that contest um, <clears throat> in notoriety. So it's just funny to see how things, how these things shake out. Give it some oh, time. Oh, the turntable. <laughs> and uh, so this is really uh, someone noticing that there really wasn't a contest uh, hub for the 1000 contest. That was really before I think people were doing such a thing, before it got that organized in some ways. And so they're going to uh, retroactively create one. And I think that's awesome. I think that's great uh, because I, I think I've tried to see what articles were submitted to that before. And I think at the time it was just people commenting on a, on a forum, a general forum thread. Like, hey, here's my entry, you know. Um, there was I think it was like that for the first two, the first two K-Cons. Definitely the first one was, was very much more informal. There, there were only like a dozen entries or so in that one. Yeah, and so this will be great, excuse me, just for like historical purposes and just to centralize those in one place. It'll make studying a lot easier, that's for sure, so. Um, Definitely, because Lord knows it's the fucking navigate, finding anything, even if you know what you're looking for in the SCP wiki, is like pulling teeth out of an angry cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, especially thanks to that search bar. Oof, no bueno. Um, but this is by Hungry Possum, who submitted this as a proposal. I'm sure there's more actors behind the scene. Uh, looks like Vivarium was part of this. And I just want to shout out people who do a good job. Uh, Vivarium is someone who I've sort of had my eye on and been paying close attention to in the recap process. And Vivarium is uh, one of those individuals, uh, sort of a diamond in the rough, in my opinion. Um, all right, Harmony says that her power just went out and came back on, so she's getting restarted. Um, Sounds good. And then Worm That Walks is now here. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us. What would you folks do if um, if Pakistan and India went to war? Well, uh, I think we would do what we're doing now, which is sort of um, take a time to not address global political issues. Um, just because we want to... That's a fair keep, point. Yeah, we, we want to kind of keep the show just a little about on topic um, and not, not, get, not get as hairy, but... You know, I certainly think that that's a possibility. I don't think that, that with this uh, aggression that we're seeing uh, globally is going to be an isolated incident, incident in the next few years. So what's going on with SCP? I haven't oh, checked in for so long. A lot of stuff. And we're just going through some recent some recent events. That's all. Um, and I was making the note that uh, they're going to make an SCP-1000 contest hub because that was not done back in the day. And I just wanted to shout out Vivarium, who is uh, a staff member who, like I said, is sort of a diamond in the rough. There's some individuals who, who do really excellent work um, amid uh, the, ooh, um, amid amid the real mediocre output of uh, of a lot of what the SCP Wiki staff does. And Vivarium is one of those, so I certainly want to champion that individual. Hungry Possum does a good job. This is the kind of stuff that is just a good a good idea. So. Uh, when it's done, uh, it's certainly worth pointing out. And then uh, the last thing of the current events, I'm just kind of going off of uh, what's been going on on 05 here. But the last of the current events that I kind of wanted to bring up, just because it was very li little interesting, there is a non-disciplinary record that was started, I think this is two days ago, um, and I'll just read this. Uh, Bell Teacher is the name of the Wikidot user. Bell Teacher recently noted in a green light thread that they are a high school teacher slash tutor 
who was allowing a student who was too young for their own account to work with them to write ideas for the site. And then, of course, the non-disciplinary thread states that um, this user was informed that account sharing is not allowed and that obviously individuals too young for their own account were considered uh, too young to contribute and shouldn't be doing so by proxy. Yeah, that sounds fair. All right. Uh, Harmony says that uh, Wi-Fi is back up. <coughs> oh, sorry, Wi-Fi is down. <coughs> so she'll join us if she can. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> but, um, you know, this is the reason why I wanted to bring this up. And, and I'll preface this by saying that uh, this, you know, uh, bad-mouthing the entirety of the SCP and acting as a sort of anti-venom to their, you know, stances and rhetoric is not really our goal. And if it was, you might uh, have expected to see something like that massive uh, sexual um, scandal that took place in uh, 2020 uh, be one of the first things that we wrote about, let's say, on the config wiki. Um, and, um, but on the other hand, you know, I think, I think it's a good thing to have people somewhat informed and educated about what happened. Um, because if this teacher knew, you know, at least a little bit about some of the things that can go on there, uh, it, it would be nice. It would be nice to know. I don't know if this would have happened, and it just goes to show that there are some people that may be enabling really, really young people to interact with a community that has really tried to do as minimal as possible to advertise some of their really, really uh, decayed and deep skeletons in their closet. Um, and not to go into that topic, because once again, that's its own discussion. We obviously have a, have a nice long discussion about all that uh, drama. But just I want to make the point, um, now that that's about two years out, that we're starting to see some of the, the larger patterns that took place and how they've sort of solidified over time. And one of those observances is that there's a problem that happened when you prioritize public relations and you know uh, social reputation over what is was truly a serious problem and when you have when you have uh, collective decisions from the staff that attempted if at all possible to downplay the exposure of that negative press for you know really the sake of, of uh, self-preservation you know brand rep, uh, rep reputation and preservation of a brand uh, the the other end of that coin, you know, <clears throat> the equal and opposite reaction there is that you're not going to have people who are <clears throat> you know, adequately educated uh, and properly informed uh, about the situation that they could be getting themselves into. And so I think it's one of the biggest moral failings of the SCP Wiki staff was to uh, skimp on educating uh, the larger public and their own people about what actually the facts of what actually happened uh, for the sake of preserving themselves a little bit of social capital uh, especially when it comes to how severe of a uh, incident that was at the time and it can and it can all happen again it, it can if especially if you're not looking for it um, especially if you really set yourself up in a situation where you have uh, unilateral control over what content comes out in your environment and, you know, I mentioned just a second ago, uh, you know, these larger sort of conclusions that sort of grow and age over the course of years from, from major shakeups like this that we're only just now starting to really see clearly develop. And another one of those is that, you know, uh, to Harmony's point, um, you know, it, it took a completely antagonistic and external community to really shake, you know, uh, almost violently uh, the actual people who were involved in this and the people around them into the awareness of the problem. Uh, if you look at what catalyzed the discovery of this sexual scandal, um, you know, it, it all came from just boots on the ground, every user testimony, and, and then later some evidence. And these individuals weren't even particularly uh, deep into the communities were people that were just sort of peripheral. And so to think that somehow uh, these observances, these uh, rumors at least, and certainly these actual physical evidences and examples didn't make their way to someone, uh, let's say, on the staff who could have done something about it a little sooner, 
uh, you know, that's that's peak peak insanity. There's there's absolutely no way that happened in my in the way I see things. And so, if you don't have that sort of attitude, that is going to um, you know, be honest with what problems you do have so that you can be on the lookout for them continuously because what happened in 2020 doesn't necessarily immunize it from happening again. The community can certainly have something like that happen again. And I think, unfortunately, the directions and decisions that we saw come out of the staff at the time, things that they've now second-guessed and tried to undo unsuccessfully, such as the age raise, uh, demonstrate very clearly that they probably are not capable of recognizing it again if it does come around. Real quick, what's with the uh, children's laughter in the music? Yeah, great question. So um, <clears throat> this is basically just a uh, you know um, royalty-free background music that uh, I chose, and uh, I chose it because it's uh, kind of got a groovy, positive vibe to it. But uh, the children in the background are just part of the track that someone put in there. I didn't write this music. Um, so it's just kind of that was a cool aesthetic to have it in there. I, you know, I, I hope it is. Cause I mean, I just don't, honestly, I don't care enough to go and like, you know, make my own soundtrack, uh, to this. Um, I appreciate the, the person who I'm getting this from and, and shout them out. But yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that cause basically people mention it almost every show someone. So yeah, it's like, it's, a cool jam. it's hard to ignore. Yeah. I, I guess, <laughs> you know, it's attention grabbing, I guess, but no, it's not my kids. Um, laughing in the background just part of the show some good grooves by the way in this track if you ever want to check it out um real, real good music uh, i think it's pretty pretty good quality stuff all right uh so that was basically just the current events that were going on on 05 um we are about out of time but i just kind of want to look at what we're going to talk about next um now that we've kind of gotten somewhat caught up on things and that is the january 2022 recaps which uh, came out not not too long ago and we'll just take a very, very brief glimpse at something today before we get into the weeds. Um, and <laughs> one of the things um, that I've noticed, if you'll take a look at the screen here, so this is the on the 05, if you go to the actual segment of the forum that contains the recaps, you'll see uh, all the ones that have been released. And I, wanted, I want you to notice something. So these are in uh, anti-chronological order. So the earliest one is at the bottom, the newest one is at the top. And if you look at the recap, um, the first one, August 2021, is just titled that. The second one has a little subtitle that is sort of cheeky. Uh, the third one has um, really a, a longer sentence that is um, a little more indulgent. Uh, there, the next one is a paragraph, um, as are the rest. Uh, so this is really an interesting growth to see. Um, and it, it really is something that I think we've all noticed if you're watching the, the recaps, which is that they're getting a little dumber uh, as time goes on. And what I mean by that is that uh, there's an increasing uh, awareness and consciousness of themselves as actors on the stage. And so as opposed to the earliest recaps where the it was very strictly business, uh, we're seeing um, an increase in the sort of antics that are happening to these individuals who are on the stage uh, with the understanding and knowledge that uh, they are on a stage where people are going to be reacting to what they do. And the first topic of this recap is really is really archetypal of this, which is uh, this Lady Katie's Wildlife Report. I don't know if you've seen this before. Why is this in the recap? Yeah, see, that's that's the good question to ask. Why is this? Who fucking, this is, who fucking cares? So if we read this actual uh, entry, we find out that I think it's Harry Blank who, who uh, writes these, these entries. Um, this has been going on for several months now. The first time it happened was a little fun. And I think we talked about this a little bit last show. But basically, when you have something like the October 2021 recaps, which was like, oh, God, like 100,000 words long. Um, you know, it's nice. It's nice to have a little bit of, <clears throat> you know, something to break the, the mold. The analogy I keep giving is one of a business meeting that's just really trite, really dry, and, you know, uh, a very well-placed joke in a very dry, you know, business meeting can be awesome, you know, a godsend. It's just a nice thing to change up the, the mood. Um, but the analogy here is almost as if someone said a joke in a business meeting and was very uh, encouraged uh, by the reaction. So they started and, putting it on the agenda. Yeah, and so based slowly over time, and this is what I was showing with this image, if you see this, the screen cap, 
uh, of um, you know the recap postings and and not not just the length of the subtitles but what they say if you want to take time to read those um, you know it's almost as if the individual who made a joke in a business meeting went home that night and was so proud of themselves and then since that moment has been slowly converting the business meeting into an excuse to attempt their stand-up comedy <laughs> And so that's that's why we see things like this Lady Katie Wildlife Report. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to be Mr. Uh, you know, Mr. Fudd over here, um, Mr. Cynical. But I mean, at some point, it just seems as though uh, people are paying a little more attention to themselves again. And that's really in microcosm what I think has gone wrong with the SCP. You have people who've produced something that transcends itself, like what would happen if you were in a theater with really talented actors and a really talented production. And over time, the awareness and the uh, pleasantries uh, and the self-congratulations of being on stage has sort of uh, distorted and bent the uh, purpose of the attention and the effort and the time spent into um, something that's a little more self-aware uh, and, and a little more inwardly directed. And so I, I think that that's what we see. Uh, we also see this in the recursive humor of the recap where they, they continuously reference themselves recapping things and other people's um, fourth wall awareness of, of the recaps happening in real time. So um, just, just a little a little drop of criticism, just in case anybody hears it who's interested. I mean, um, you know, it, it's we're, we're here. We're here for a business purpose, honestly. And I love a joke just as much as anyone. But if you uh, if you turn this into your um, your stand up comedy routine, uh, you know, no, no bueno. Jane Bond says, I did remember that in SCP Old Sandbox, not sure if it was the first sandbox or two, there's a whole set of tales about SCP-173 origin and S-C-E, but uh, Jane Bond says he can't find the page. Um, I'm not sure what S-C-E stands for. Do you know? Special containment estrogen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what else could it be? <laughs> Jay Ma, do you know? Nothing. Yeah. Only possible explanation. I know it's the thing that just popped up. Um, SC. Special containment exercise. Special containment ecstasy. Not really remember much about the tale itself, though. Well, if you do, if you do find it, let us know. All right, well, we, um, we are about at an hour, and uh, once again, just kind of uh, teased uh, the recaps. That's fine. Uh, nice to take a little break from that. Of course, couldn't be done without the individuals who are here. So, Harmony, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Always a um, pleasure. Yeah, always a pleasure to speak with you. Um, just a wealth of information, historical and otherwise. And, uh, I was there. And so really, really appreciate that. Jane Bond, what a, thank you so much for being here. Um, just a... Um, individual who's uh, always making time to show up. So I really appreciate that. And then the other individuals, uh, Stretcher came by, the Owl Dude um, was was here as well. So uh, thank you all very, very much. And uh, we will shoot to do this again next week. At some point, I'm going to have a son. Um, that should happen any hour, honestly. Uh, so, wow. Yeah, so I don't know what next week is going to look like. I do, you know, I plan, to, I plan to be here. I should be able to get away for an hour. Um, but uh, anyway... Uh, Dr. Caldall has showed up <laughs> at the very end. Um, thoughts on backroom videos by Kane Pixels. Oh, oh, uh, I think I know what sure. you're talking about. Yeah. Is that the guy who makes the high, high production ones? Those are pretty cool. They are getting a lot of attention. Um, I, I know there's several. I mean, Dr. Caldall, maybe you could tell us uh, how many you know of, but uh, I think I've seen a couple, and uh, one that was posted in a few days had gotten, you know, uh, half a million views, and I think the oldest one is... is well and in, well into the multi-million views right now so backrooms is certainly getting the love that a lot of individuals here have uh long felt it deserves i think that perhaps the influx of new users might end up being more of a negative than the positive or the yeah. other way around no i think i think you're onto something there i think that uh if you talk to individuals from rpc uh it's a little bit of a mixed bag it's kind of a catch-22 i mean because you know you have to have some sort of exposure like that to be successful uh otherwise you're just gonna uh, wilt 
But um, yeah, you know, SCP, if they've taught us anything, the history of that, certainly Harmony has something to say about this as well. But, uh, you know, the influx, it really alters the demographic forever. Uh, and uh, there were certain people of the SCP wiki who, who took the exposure in a, in a sort of a hostile fashion and would have much rather it stay under Nusquam. Yeah, Nusquam. Yeah, uh, the Raven, I think. Um, uh, there's an old forum uh, thread. It's either the Raven or someone with a crow or a bird in their name, someone else. But uh, they were lamenting how, how it had really become mainstream and lost its uh, underground charm. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Worm That Walks, you're incredibly correct. I mean, there's always a trade-off. Uh, and usually the trade-off means um, that what you have in the way of a con- concentrated ideal is uh, distilled, uh, or diluted, rather. Um, I guess I'm particularly worried about backrooms because I've been involved with the Malarchives and that whole, you know, situation. And I've been talking to ba- folks from the backrooms, like, discord and their moderators and doesn't seem all that well sometimes a lot of folks have already it's a small community but it's in a level of popularity where the problems with having a lot of people who like admire your work or something kind of show through like the arrogance and whatnot mm-hmm. i just think that We're it's having their containment breach moment yep yeah i'm just worried it might it might it might, it might affect the backrooms oh it's especially. absolutely gonna it's gonna fuck them up but it's gonna be it's gonna fuck them up but then when they it's, it'll burn down what used to be there but what grows back will be different but also stronger but also more volatile mm-hmm. yeah i guess yeah with with more weeds as well you know um yeah i mean so this is what happened with the scp it's really why you have a lot of schools of thought that pander to the lowest common denominator and sort of you know the things that we see these days some things like uh, schools of thought like, um, you know, Colossal Containment Fiction or even Neo Law Foundation, where, um, you know, you basically make compromises with what it is that you've produced as a product in order to uh, capitalize on this new influx of, of demography. And so that's why you have, you know, really talented authors that are still there. But on the whole, I mean, the output of SCP these days, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't, I don't really read SCP anymore. I mean, I pay attention to what's going on and some things float to the top uh, that I still, that I still see. But, you know, my enthusiasm for reading SCP is gone. I don't have it anymore. I, I go to other places for my containment fiction because to me, uh, it's gotten so bad um, that really we've replaced authors with, uh, you know, TikTok influencers, um, online marketing firms, um, you know, basically the the philosophical pinnings of the site seem to just go to match the trend of the of the week or the month. And that's certainly some of the things you get with that sort of success. Some people like that. Some people are going to thrive in that. You're going to have really good artwork in there, too. Um, but there are some of us who just prefer higher highs, style. lower lows. Exactly. And it's, you know, maybe another analogy is just, uh, this is like the gentrification or the urbanization of, of a community that has just seen a boom. It's like a port city. Um, and some of us just prefer a more rural uh, environment or, or feel, uh, we should be able to do that. You know, I think that, um, that's one of the things that we can do here is celebrate. It you reminds know, me of, um, the early days of video game development where when Atari started, Nolan Bushnell was doing smoking joints behind the roller rink where they put together the Pong machines and it eventually you know, was bought out by a corporation. A lot of people who were you know, there for those original days were alienated by it because it went from being just a fun, cool, chill time where the money didn't matter, it was just about making stuff to being a business. They sold out. Yep, sold out. Um, what are you talking about? I was... I was comparing uh, the early history of Atari to the developmental course of SCP's culture. I guess. But the the case with the difference is that the people on SCP aren't even aren't even being paid. So it's like But they're getting that they're getting some they're getting something out of it. They're getting that clout, they're getting the the endorphins, the serotonin from the recognition. What's the point that like serotonin's a hell of a drug. That's true, but I guess the only point People fucking need that, need that, need that dopamine hit when when they see something get upvotes. Yes, it's true. But like practically, the only the only time it matter if you're like a famous author is to advertise a book that you write. Like, shouldn't I don't know? It feels like it should be more of a means to an end. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, you know, I think that that's, there's some sort of silver lining in there, which is that, you know, I mean, to, not, not that anyone shouldn't be able to make money off of writing containment fiction. I, I think I'm one of the more vocal proponents of that happening. Uh, for example, DJ Cactus and his uh, Patreon account, you know, that's something that I, that I... Um, Artists should get paid. Yeah, and, and certainly we're at the point in the development of the genre where the art is mature enough to demand payment. You know, it's, it's certainly good enough to warrant people, you know, getting paid for it. Um, but yeah, you know, there's something about this whole space that we take for granted. You know, I mean, all the negative things that I have to say about everything, all the sort of cancerous influences that can come along with something like, you know, what's happening to the back rooms right now. You know, we still, there still is a preservation of that sort of artistic merit, that artistic integrity that, you know, doesn't need to find, um, uh, you know, d doesn't need uh, the act of creating containment fiction to be a means to an end. Uh, it's happy to do it just for its own sake. Of course, it's something like SCP. It's, it's tremendously harder, asymptotically harder, really, to dissociate uh, that artistic integrity from the social spoils that you get. Um, and that's something that Backrooms is going to have to face. I mean, they are now going to be totally enmeshed with uh, with the social media uh, slant of... They're already enmeshed is the issue. They're already enmeshed. Yeah, well, it's going to be... Expert. The reason why I'm so worried about that is because... They, they literally feel like modern SCP, but with the small community, but it feels like to me. Yeah, and there are a lot that of somewhat parallels. bothers me, you know. Well, I think you're I think you're wise to be bothered by it, you know, um, because there's there's so many things that happen. I mean, basically, when you have such an exposure to an audience like that, the next step is inevitably going to be a turn towards appeal, you know, emotionally, uh, compositionally. Um, to manipulate that audience and uh, tap into it um, in a fashion that most satiates the uh, most driven egos in the space to do so. Um, that's really what happened at SCP. That's why I, that's why I uh, react so violently to it ideologically in a lot of ways. Um, so, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's, uh, it's just part of life, you know. I mean, you, you can't be mad about the success in some ways, but... Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, if they truly think they're a modern SCP. I think it's a wasted opportunity. Um, that, that's really why I do what I do, and I think what we do what we do is because it was strictly for a, a community like Backrooms, where they can look in a situation like they're in now and say, okay, here we are. We've had people who have done this before us, you know, people whose footsteps we're sort of following in. You know, what steps can we take to avoid the pitfalls? Um, you know things things like what Harmony is talking about where the whole the whole things becomes an exercise in serotonin release you know how do we find a way around those things um, I, I don't know if backrooms has prepared enough to avoid um, going down the same footpath that SCP has laid out for them that they seem to be going down but only time will tell I think that they're being affected by the same historical forces but they've got their own idiosyncrasies that are going to keep them from going down the exact same way it is a very large drain. Uh, what SCP has gone into has happened with every every successful art form that's ever happened. So um, it, it'll be interesting to watch, and I certainly am rooting for them. I certainly don't want to see Backrooms become what I think SCP has become when I look at it. So that'll be interesting to track. Yeah, it's kind of interesting if you look at online communities like this. It's like I think there's... It's almost like why there's value because it's, it's almost like a microcosm of how things work in a greater sense, a greater world. Yeah, and totally. you see this happening with like actual art movements. It's interesting, super interesting. Yeah, well, congratulations. I guess no matter where you go, human nature is the same. It is, it is. Um, and you know, it's almost like an animal where uh, animals know all languages as long as you speak to them with, with love. Right, so I mean, as long as people are doing the right things in these different communities to avoid um, the sort of uh, emotions and ideologies that can set in, you know, success can kill you. It can, it can be a sort of rat poison where it distracts you from what you're doing and totally changes it. So, um, you know, as long as people are, are doing that out of a sense of, let's, let's call it love, what they're doing, uh, and they don't stray from that, it's really a matter of, in my opinion, it's a matter of spiritual discipline to not let that happen. And it's a it's a one one on one thing. Every person has to commit to that. Uh, you can you can have something like success, like what Backrooms is seeing, and it not you not miss a beat when it comes to your your cultural export, your product. 
So, um, you know, I, I hope what you've said is, is totally true, where people don't change really, the, only their accents do. But uh, on the other hand, you know, I, I just hope that, I hope that people have been paying attention to the history of this space, such that this time around, maybe we can be, share in Harmony's optimism that maybe it'll be a little different. One can only yeah. hope. It's a good sentiment. It's a good sentiment. Well, y'all, that was an right. excellent, excellent way to exit. Um, yeah, I was gonna say it's a perfect, perfect point to to call it a call it a wrap. Yeah, uh, awesome tail end of the podcast uh, discussion there. So, Worm, thank you so much for joining, um, Doctor Caldall. Thank you for uh, catalyzing that discussion. Much obliged, sir. Yeah, and really, this this show would be uh, very boring uh, without y'all. So, uh, thank you for coming. Hope to see you again next week. And um, viva la confit. Viva la confit. Take it easy. Viva, viva la config. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Bye, y'all. Take it easy.